So, Mariah, imagine this. We start <laughs> we start a podcast, and on it, we just read gay fanfic. Actually, can we? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Please, I have no job. And, like, that's the name. <laughs> <laughs> Episode five, babies. Someone tell Shay to come sit down. They're just standing there staring at their phone. Hello. Come here. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Aqua, you coming to do the podcast with us? Are you wanting to be in the podcast? She said, let me in. Can I be your guest? She wants to be the guest on the episode. Did she talk? Hi, sweet baby. You want to be the guest on the episode? You got something you want to share? Yeah, some wagging of your tail, some wiggles. Okay, I am Shea, they, them, also she and he sometimes. Mariah, what's your name? Mariah, she, her. How are you guys doing today? (laughs) (laughs) Today's a Wednesday. We normally record on Tuesday. But Labor Day, a little bit fucked up the week a little bit because I had to work. Yeah, because you actually get holidays off. Or not holidays off, but you get, get you get time off around a holiday. Yeah. I just I always get the day before the holiday and not the holiday off, unfortunately. So I don't get to, like, see my niece or nothing. Um, but, you know, it's okay. Man, I'm a little bit sleepy. But we're going to get into it. And I'm going to wake the fuck up. Mariah <laughs> Mariah is prepared to read more of the Geico Gecko because we've just been having too much fun with that one. We wanna know more know what happens next in this uh Help me. Mariah has <laughs> something in her eye. It's it's Help. getting it's getting really intense over here. Do you need to like pause? No. Well you're supposed to read in the I got worse things going on well, right anyway, now. Like my period. Is there anything we wanna talk about real quick before we like get right into the festivities, like Festivities. Yeah, the festivities. I don't know. So the other day we posted episode three, which we were excited about. I loved episode three. I thought it was really funny. We got a really good response from you guys and some like a lot of new listeners in the last like week or so who've been like giving us some some thoughts and uh, we really appreciate it. And we're really ex- just uh, I keep saying that like we're really excited. <laughs> okay, some updates. You found your wallet. <laughs> No, for update for who? Like for, we, didn't, we didn't talk about me losing for like my the two the people podcast. who saw my tweet about you losing your wallet. Okay, okay I just so wanted to let you know they found their for wallet. For those of all, uh, those of you listening who follow us on Twitter, yeah, Mar- I, I okay. lost my wallet for like two days. And, and I got it back. Good, good, good um, for me. Other update: <laughs> I still feel like I have to shit constantly. Uh, other update: I can't take this bitch anywhere. <laughs> Wait, what was the other update? It's always the first one I think of, and then I think of others, so I start saying those first, and then I can't think of the first one. You know what I mean? No. When you're, like, saying a list of things? (laughs) Man, fuck you! Why are you even here? (laughs) I should do this with someone who isn't a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired, and I want to go to bed. I actually have a job. You're always like, yeah, let's record, and then as soon as I hit record, you're like, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can do this right now. (laughs) Why am I here? Ugh. I'm so thankful for you guys. <laughs> By the way, if you're wondering, it's the between way. the two of us, Shea is the drama queen. <laughs> I'm an Aries. You're what? always is that even on brand? You're always Aries? so I don't know, but I know all I know is that <laughs> like we we worked together at several different jobs, and we worked several? on a yeah we worked two. on. 
three. We were talking. Well, I mean, this. Anyway, we, we were working on a doc together. And <laughs> you were having knee problems. Remember? <laughs> you really, They they will call me a liar, but this is exactly what happened. They were in pain and discomfort, and every time I walked by them, they were like, "Oh God damn! Fuck this! Oh, I can't! I'm gonna, I'm gonna die!" And literally, the only other guy who was working on the doc that night approached me. He was like, "Are they okay?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, they're fine. They're just a drama queen." Because they were hourly screaming and crying. <laughs> okay. I was like, ignore that. Meanwhile, so, I was on my period and I was keeping it all to myself. I was crying in the corner. Now first of all, when she says a dock, it was like not like a dock outside. Like it was a loading dock. Yeah. Know, like on a beach. But where I said I was going to call her a liar. And yeah, it's exactly what I'm about to do because we have this fight like once a month. About that incident, because first of all, I wasn't a lot of pain that day, and it was like we were working in like 90 degree heat, so it was not comfortable. But there was like one time where I like cried out in pain because, so you know, like, guys, I'm literally disabled, like, my knees don't work and are actually fucked up, like, never fully developed. I wasn't a lot of pain. Listen, no so one she's asked like, for oh, I was just, I, okay, no, but you're acting like I literally ran no, out. No, shut like, up. This is, this is, what I, mean. this is what, what I mean fuck? about you being dramatic. I'm just telling a funny story, and you're like, you're able to say, I'd be able to say, but you're hurting my feelings. Don't believe this about me. Nobody cares, okay? It was funny. You wrecked I, my I reputation. Gave a, I gave them a couple of chuckles. They maybe giggled a little bit. And then you're like, but, but, and they were like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have laughed. And then they feel like a bad person because of you. Shut up. Stop being dramatic. Man, I don't think that's really how it went down, but okay. Okay. You guys can, you guys can, you can believe Mariah. You can believe that I'm just a drama queen. Or maybe I'm good that's at making okay. up stories. And yeah, I don't know a lot about astrology actually, but Aqua, probably. Okay. So I don't know if I have a dog named Aqua. She's like a pit bull boxer mix and she's the cutest dog in the entire world and she's a huge snuggle bug. She, this is the, like the third or fourth time that she's insisted on coming up here and getting between us and snuggling. She just wants to snuggle and be on the it's show. so forceful. She'll elbow you and kick you. She wants kisses and love. She is very, very cute and She owns, you know, she's purring. Every day, every day I'm asking, I'm asking her, what she's you thinking, Miss Stinking? She's like, what's going on up there in your little hole? Hi, baby. She's beating me up right now. Now she's getting low. She wants to give you We're going to have to, like, pause and get... Anyway. Get, get rid of this pest. Aqua. Shaya so doesn't want to snuggle right now. You know I always do, but not everybody's me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Just>, okay. <laughs> Cause All right. Because, again, you're dramatic. I'm dramatic. You said I, she was attacking you. She's just trying to snuggle. She's just trying to snuggle. Then why am I bruised? <laughs> why am I literally painted black and blue? <laughs> okay. I remember what the other update was. I started a Google form on the podcast page. Fill it out every week. I'm going to give a new prompt, but you can do other stories too if you have a story you want to share. And I'm going to do bonus episodes with whoever, Shaya, Jay, somebody else, by myself, whatever, reading your stories and laughing at them. So yeah, send a, send a story. You can find the prompts on Twitter. Okay, are we ready for, are we ready for the Geico Gecko to choose his next victim? I am. He's gonna choose his next victim, Aqua. He's gonna choose another victim. They don't want to listen to you. <laughs> talk, baby. Talk to your dog every two you seconds. You're so cute. I just love her so much. I just love her. She won't give me kisses. I won't give her kisses. Okay. 
Aqua. Seriously. Okay. Shut. I'm actually about to become a bitch. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's get into it. Chapter three, Emmett. So that's so fast. Chapter three, Emmett. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch in the living room with my eyes glued to the TV. I was sitting on the couch in the living room with my eyes glued to the TV. He you said, didn't say that 500 He said it twice. Okay, but you already had said it twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you said it like four times. I was stuttering, okay. I don't know why that was repeated. I really can't figure out why. There was a Geico commercial on. That gecko was awesome. I loved his Australian accent. So... This guy's loving it. Unlike, unlike Edward. So you were wrong, though. He's not apathetic. I meant the next person. Love thinks he's awesome. Let's see where this goes. Edward stormed into the room. Where is it? Where is what? The British lizard. I hear it talking. He was on his hands and knees looking under the furniture. He looked at the TV, his eyes narrowed. The next thing I knew, there was this huge hole in the screen. Little blue sparks flew out of it. Um, why are you like hyping Aqua up right now? She's acting possessed. She wants to play. She's in a playful mood. Aqua, Jay will be home soon and he'll play with you, okay? You just gotta be patient. You gotta be patient. You gotta be patient. Yes. Yes. You just gotta be patient, baby. Okay, my love. Okay. So he's literally on his hands and knees, searching for the gecko, and then he saw the TV, and then there was a hole in the screen, and there was blue sparks. Dude, you have a serious obsession. And it's an Australian gecko. Jeez, you're 107 years old. I expect you to know these things. Okay, so I'm assuming the author at some point looked it up and was like, okay, he's Australian. They yeah, confirmed. He, he committed. Which is funny because in the he, last chapter. Interesting. So you okay, my decided bad. that this person writing it uses he, him pronouns. Explain that. I don't, I don't know. I guess I got the vibe, but that's... I'm making an assumption and I apologize. <laughs> Listen, in the last chapter, they were... I swear it was the last chapter we read. They were very dedicated to calling it a British accent. Maybe. So this is a flip. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Where is it? He screamed. Right here, mate. The gecko's voice called from the couch. I looked down. It was sitting in a relaxed position with its arms crossed behind its head and its legs crossed, staring at the broken TV as if there was something on. You're dead, he yelled. He's like possessed with anger like why does he hate him so much because he ate bella apparently <laughs> but then didn't clearly yeah edward leave the celebrity gecko alone this guy rocks i bet <laughs> so now it seems like everybody loves him except for edward edward's being driven mad so by far. his hatred the gecko looks looked disturbed and began to back away <laughs> the way the gecko keeps showing up but then getting scared why do you keep showing up? <laughs> get it. Once again, I'll say it. Like, get out of Seattle. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to believe what happens next. You won't okay. believe. Hey, listener, I'll you won't you believe I'll, what happens I'll tell next. you what I believe. The gecko looked disturbed and began to back away. My God, how many of you people are gay? And how many of you are going to try to kill me? I tell you, this TV stuff is dangerous business. This isn't TV stuff anymore. You're breaking into people's homes and cars. Like, he's literally coming into their spaces, and he's like, why are you trying to kill me? He's like, I was just trying to harass you about my car insurance agency, and, like, you're getting upset? <laughs> I'm not gay. I'm a huge fan. And what do you mean, how many? Did you find out about Jazzy? 
<laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was, I was gonna say, why is this motherfucker being repeatedly homophobic on our gay fanfic podcast? <laughs> right. How did we end up in this situation? <laughs> there was an angry growl from upstairs. So he outed somebody, and then that person growled in response because <laughs> I heard them. Oh, shut up, Jasper. We all know your secret. Besides, you're not in this chapter, I said. I love a good fourth wall break. No, your little dog friend. You know, the werewolf. Now I have a job to do, and that mongrel's... Mongrel? Is that how you say the word? Yeah. Yeah. And that mongrel's gayness sidetracked me last time. Oh, oh my God. Should we stop reading this? <laughs> Let's have a serious discussion. Is this too homophobic? Should there be a trigger warning for this? Is this too homophobic? Or is it just silly? I think it's mostly silly right okay. now, but we'll see where it goes, I guess. So I have to tell you a lot to make up for it. Sit down, young grasshopper, the gecko said to us. Now he's like a wise man. The last bit was for my dear brother, who growled and jumped at him. What? What the fuck are they talking about? He dodged easily, and Edward ended up upside down on the couch. Oh, he's talking about Edward. I'm dumb. He growled again. Let us begin. Did you know that Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rate? To get the other 3%, I've been asked to stalk every character from the Twilight series. It's quite a crowd pleaser. Have you noticed? I noticed. I noticed from all the goose and gaffs and silly little laughs that we've shared. So the remaining 3%, they somehow figured out that that very specific audience would only be turned over to Geico. And be satisfied by their experience. The people who were dissatisfied were all Twilight If fans. the Geico Gecko harassed <laughs> and repeatedly got murdered and somehow came back to life. <laughs> the Twilights from the start. Either yeah. they're Twilight stands or they're like professional Twilight haters, actually. Yeah. like They're it's like that kid in middle, you knew in middle school who found every opportunity to go still a better love story than twilight yeah that, that's like the era this was written in too so it makes sense like it's pandering to that audience of like you liked twilight, twilight? it's so stupid if you take out the love triangle it's just about a girl who moves to a rainy town yeah it's nothing but a joke which like yeah and it's entertaining exactly but anyway edward threw a pillow at the get-go i knew it you're a stalker Jacob jumped out from behind a bush. Yeah, he literally just admitted to it. He admitted to his crimes. Jacob jumped out from behind a bush. Don't ask me what a bush was doing growing in the living room. That's like when we would be like, when me and Mariah were kids and we'd be like teens, I mean, we'd be like role-playing with our friends, the Hunger Games shit. And we would just like, every time a character would show up, we'd be like, they emerged from the bushes or something like that. <laughs> Didn't matter where they were, like, they would just be emerging or just like materializing into the room from somewhere. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you something, listener. If you've never gotten in a group chat with you and your buddies <laughs> and done a role play together, you're missing out, bitch. You're missing out. If you didn't, growing up, if you never got on chatsy.com, I'm just kidding, that one's, that's actually like an online chat room, on. potentially more dangerous. If you didn't self-insert into the roleplay randomly under, with a, like a random character that had nothing to do with what you were roleplaying. Exactly. Our <laughs> pastors were characters in our roleplays. Like my youth pastor oh, yeah. was a character in the Hunger Games. And like one of our friends made Kato have a child named Cato Jr. I don't know how he had a child because he's supposed to be dead, but he had a child named Cato Jr. And Katniss, she hated Cato Jr. and would abuse the hell out of him. Remember when she was kicking him? Well, weren't the they table? like forced to adopt him? He was like under the table and he was like, <laughs> she was so pissed she was kicking him under the table and then he was like, 
stop hurting me. And then she was like, get out of here. She was trying to throw him out of the house. And he was like, but where will I go? Where am I to go? Where am I to go? And we were like, where am I to go? And yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Cut that shit. Cut that shit. Role playing with your friends is fun. All right. Jacob jumped out from the mysterious bush in the living room. Probably Esme's latest crazy home decor idea. An indoor garden. There were a few tomato plants growing by the bush. That would explain a lot. I liked it better when there was no reason for there to be a bush there. Yeah, they made it seem like there wasn't going to be an explanation, but they're like, actually, never mind, I'm going to give you some bullshit explanation. (laughs) They got a little nervous about it. Dang it, how did you know that I was here? I didn't, dog. Why is Edward calling him dog? (laughs) (laughs) Because this, whoever wrote this was just having the time of their life, that's why. But also, why is Edward... Who is saying, dang it, how did you know that I was here? I thought it was the gecko saying it to Jacob. Because Jacob just came out of nowhere and clearly the gecko is scared of Jacob because he's in love with him. But then J- Edward is the one responding saying, I didn't, dog. Unless he had a ty- typo. <laughs> Let's keep going. No, because then right after that he says, but if you think you're going to stop me from killing this stalker lizard, you've got another thing coming, Edward yelled. So it must have been Jacob saying, how did you know that I was here? But I'm confused. Nobody said they knew he was there. This doesn't make any sense and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. We're just going to move forward. <laughs> You're one to talk. Watching Bella sleep like that every night, we all said in unison. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Creepy. Wait, now you have to say it with me to okay, wait, make wait. it realistic. Okay. Okay, okay, ready? Three, are you ready? Two, one. You're, You're one, one to talk. talk watching, watching Bella sleep, sleep like that every night. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. No, but what's funny is that this fake is clearly trying to be funny, but like, when you're like 12 years old or like you're reading fics written by 12 year olds where there's like typos everywhere, they'll do that all the time like it's normal. They'll be like, but why? They all said like, why why is all five of your friends saying the same thing to you at the same time? That's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, but I have permission. He replied heatedly. He has permission. He got Bella's consent to do that. (laughs) Interesting. The gecko has permission to stalk me. Jake said now Jacob has a nickname. He might as well have had little pink hearts in his eyes. (laughs) He's so in love. This is really, really creepy. Dude, isn't it my turn to be stalked by the celeb gecko? I shouted. The gecko backed out of the room. Okay, forget it. The males in the story are all mentally unsound. I'm going to go find the one called Bella. What? Edward shouted. Oh no, he just pissed them all off. (laughs) And then the room got all blurry. I shut my eyes. When I opened them, I was still watching TV. The gecko, the vegetable garden, and the hole were all gone. Oh, so the vegetable garden was random. Edward and Jake were still there, though. The way they're all calling him Jake all of a sudden is kind of funny. Um, has anyone seen my pretty? Jake asked. He called him my pretty. Why are you talking like that dude on Lord of the Rings? I asked. Why are you talking in an awesome British accent that sounds a lot like the one my pretty uses? He shot back. It's Australian, I screamed. Yeah, okay, so that means they are still, like, for some reason, repeating the accent. And also, Echoing this the is the first time that one of them has, like, acknowledged the gecko outside of, like... So it's kind of confusing. So is it, like, they all have had different hallucination of this gecko, and they're aware of it. Like, why do we keep seeing this gecko in these confusing other dreams? And that's why Jacob remembers, and it's like, you sound like... My, he, he, like, actually is in love with this gecko yeah. beast that he seems to have seen in a hallucination. Okay, like, so... I'm just kind of, I'm kind of confused about, like, what the actual, what's actually happening canonically here, like, what the lore is, like... Why? Is the why gecko are there, real? Why are there plot holes in this weird-ass fanfic? <laughs> <laughs> I just try to understand for my thesis. You don't get to tell me what to do. 
Do you guys think Shaya should be able to tell me what to do? <laughs> You're always trying to control me. <laughs> yeah, I'll giggle all you want, bitch. Giggle. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> where we left off, Kit and Jay kind of had their first date moment where Jay was like, you should trust me. Like, I seem to go slow. And then, like, Kit cut her hair. And it had that, like, angsty foreshadowing end where she was like, it feels so good that we can just exist together without secrets. And also, I do apologize. Um, the way Mariah and I, the way Mariah and I keep going. I do going, apologize. I do apologize because Mariah and I always do that thing and, like. I've cut it out, I think, a couple times. Oh, really? Oh, Maybe. Let us be nerds. No, we like to do, like, sound effects all the time. Because we'll also do, like, we'll say, like, dramatic things to each other and, like, make sad music. And, like, I don't even know. It's really dumb, nerdy shit. Like, my college roommate thought it was so corny. Like, she Wait, that is so actually hated it. I know. We're just so used to it. We've been doing it since we were kids, and I don't know why, but, like... It's a family We've thing. always... Because, like, one thing we used to do... I guess it's a family thing. And we grew up in a very tight-knit family because Mariah and I were homeschooled, so, like... You're not supposed to tell people that. When you grow up in that environment... Now they're going to tweet at us and be like... Did you go to school in your pajamas? That makes sense. It all makes sense. Uh, It all makes sense now. You know how many times I heard that one, bitches? You know how many times I heard the... You know what? That makes sense. Okay. Fuck you. I don't fucking care. I'm going to interrupt your apology again, though. Just to say, I want to apologize if I sound quieter right now, but I'm on my period. I'm in pain, so I'm sitting back. I'm relaxing. You were yelling at me. So I sound like I'm far away, but hey... What was I apologizing about? Oh, I was saying, like, I was going to say my college I'm roommate. I'm going to interrupt you again. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Shut the fuck My college roommate, one time, I remember she actually hurt my feelings because I was joking around with her, and I started going, and she said, oh, my God, that's so stupid. She, like, literally, that's how she reacted. I actually And I, like, paused, and, like, my face just went, like, I just stared at her. And then she, I could see, like, the guilt come over yeah, her face. Yeah, I was crying. She was, like, it's just corny, you know, and I was just, like, okay. And then it was funny, because then we, like, a year after that, because I ended up transferring colleges and all this stuff happened. And me and her are still really good friends to this day. We, like, we'll, like, meet up, like, once a year, because we don't live near each other and whatever. But, like she brought it up to me like a year after we weren't roommates anymore and we were just hanging out and she was like yeah i like started doing some of those like little weird yeah. little things that you would do and she was like and i love it now like i think it's like funny and in the queue and whatever and jay does it she's like i do it now too and i was just like oh so is this the apology i've been owed like <laughs> jay you get it too. now so that's what i just feel like we need to clarify because i'm like for people who didn't grow up in our household like or like people like do people just get that naturally that, that's a, like when i go Shh, like what i'm even doing when i do that i don't know but you know it's like it's supposed to be that like intense transition sound you would hear in like a and like a trailer like you'd see like a promo for a new episode and someone says some Dude, dramatic yeah, ass shit yeah. and it's like <gasps> duh, duh. like Where i don't even go, know Shh, i don't know why it sounds like we're like, doing like a drum like Shh. yeah i don't even know how to like but explain yeah it. Not too, you might as well be a van um but i was gonna say i think the first example i can think of from our childhood of like we just like started imitating something from tv was it became, it became more of a part of our vocabulary. There was this thing in Lizzie McGuire in particular where they'd had those silly little sound effects all the time. Mm-hmm. People still want to say something stupid and or, you know, whatever it would be. And like we what we did is if somebody in real life said some dumb something dumb to you and you wanted to make them feel stupid, we would go a babong. 
I forgot about that. Yeah, we would ba straight up go ba bong. It was like a word. It was in our vocabulary. It was like <laughs> a ba bong. I forgot that. In like Let's do it again. people would like. I was rewatching some Lizzie McGuire the other night, and I was like, oh yeah, how like they would call people Dirks, and we would do that too. Like you Dirk. Yeah. What the fuck is Dirk? Ticked off instead of pissed off. <laughs> I don't even know. But I've been trying to bring that back recently, like the ba-bung, because that's yeah. just so funny to me. <laughs> okay, side rant over. So I think we kind of know where we're going from here. It's like Kit and Jade are like now entering this phase of like, they're kind of romantic again, but Jade's like, I need to be careful because Kit obviously still doesn't know and does not remember anything. So it's getting a little bit, whew, I'm on the edge of my seat, like the shit might hit the fans quite soon, actually. <laughs> The summary that she left for this chapter, it says, events happen. Oh. Which is like, makes me more nervous. You know what I mean? You're like, oh. Okay, it says, two years ago at the Armorium Grand Opening. Kit's legs jittered with excitement as she sat on the reception desk by the door to Armorium, resulting in an annoying banging noise against the wood. She couldn't make herself stop. Getting a little antsy there? <laughs> Jade asked as she finished putting up the final balloons beside the merchandise display. Are you not? Kit fell backward on the desk, head crashing into the keyboard with a soft, ow. You okay? Jade asked. Kiss it, make it better? She pouted. Jade rolled her eyes, but stowed the stepladder away and pressed a kiss to Kit's head. Come on, she said. She offered her girlfriend a hand and helped her off the desk. One last walkthrough? Sure, Kit nodded. She intertwined their fingers together. Reception area looks good. It was the first thing their guests would see when they arrived in an hour for the grand opening party. Custom armorium balloons floated all over, some secured and others less so. Nearby, a before photo of the space, a nearly empty warehouse, sat on an easel. Behind it, the wide expanse of the gym showing the enormity of the work Kit and Jade put into their places, almost entirely on their own. They'd hired contractors for the stuff that required them, and Alora and Eric had helped them paint. But everywhere else, they built it together with their bare hands. Beautiful. Beautiful. Listen, couple goals right there. Intertwined fingers hung between Jade and Kit as they walked, into, walked to the knife-throwing run first. A handful of shurikens were on display, ready to be tested for the first time. The plan was to let their guests try out archery and knife-throwing before they got too much booze into them. They'd set aside the beginner-level archery sets in two of the five lanes they had in the far back of the gym. The center of the gym held the main attraction, a bounce board mat divided into one big section and three smaller ones for the purpose of sparring. The three smaller sections currently held small tables, some with chairs around them, other long ones held food and warming trays, and a fully stocked bar. Jade led them to the center of the main mat where, in about two hours, they would put on a sparring show for their guests. She took Kit's other hand in hers so that the brunette was facing her. Jade glanced around at the place they'd built. She saw the before photo, the knife throwing lane, and the archery lanes. She saw the cage-like display that hung from the overhang, overhand behind Kit. I think it's supposed to say overhang. A metal structure they painstakingly put together using old swords bought off eBay, not dissimilar to the Iron Throne from Game of Thrones, but more on an amorphous structure versus a throne. She looked back down at Kit, her Kit, a proud smile on her face, standing there in a jacket that she knew read Armorium on the back, Kit embossed on the front. The same style jacket she herself wore. A stray lock of short brown hair falls over Kit's eye and Jade has the urge to tuck it behind her ear, but that would require her to let go of Kit's hands which she doesn't want to do. I can't believe we did it, Kit says, a look of awe and pride passing over her. I can, Jade grins. 
You and me, I'm pretty sure we can do anything we put our minds to if we're doing it together. Oh my god, they're so fucking corny. Brains and bronze, right? Kit laughs. And if I'm brain and brawn, what are you? <laughs> ha ha. Seriously, Kit, Jay continues. I feel invincible with you. You challenge me in the best ways and make me a better version of myself. I want to spend every moment of the rest of my life with you, building our futures together, hand in hand. She squeezes her hands for good measure. Why is this sounding like a proposal? Kit asks, biting her lower mm. lip. It's not, Jade says. I mean, not yet. Because I don't want to take away from today being about this place, because this place is special and deserves to have its own celebration. And also, every penny we have is in it. There hasn't really been enough left yet for me to save for a ring. I don't need... But I want it for you, Jade says, cutting her off. So, as a promise to propose for real, I got you this. Jade lets their hands fall and reaches into her pocket. She pulls out a leather cord of a necklace from which a jade stone hangs. Is that jade? Yes, Jade says. You already know you have me, fully, completely, irrevocably, and forever. But now you have a physical reminder, until I get you your ring. She places it over Kit's neck and it falls long over her chest. It's funny because, like, in actual practice, it's basically serving the same purpose. Like, they, they feel like they just got engaged. Yeah. They're just, like, engaged to be engaged. Promise ring! Kit's hands immediately find the smooth stone, and a smile spreads wide across her face. I love it. She pulls Jade into a hug, tight. Then, after a moment, pulls back slightly, placing her hands on either side of Jade's cheeks. And I love you, but I'm going to be a bit of a brat for a second. <laughs> Jade lets out a surprised laugh. Yeah? I don't want you to propose to me. Oh? Jade asks, but she keeps her tone playful because she knows Kit. Oh, does she know Kit. She knows her brain is less than linear, and to understand her, you sometimes need to wait until she gets all the words out. Then, you can rearrange them with context. I'm going to propose to you. Jade really should have known that's where her girl was going with that. <laughs> one year from today, on the one year anniversary of our opening of this place, you dress in something sexy, or nothing at all, which I guess would also be something sexy. <laughs> she said, come on your birthday suit, girly. And I'm not telling you how or exactly when, but in 365 days, I'm going to get down on one knee and ask you to be my wife. I'm telling you when because I don't want you stealing my thunder by trying to propose before me. So once again, it's like they basically are just getting engaged right now. They're just they're getting engaged to be engaged. (laughs) You are, Jade says, punctuating each word with a kiss. Incorrigible. I don't know what (laughs) that. Ryan's like, Siri, what does incorrigible mean? No, I was thinking the British accent. trying to call me dumb. I'm not calling you dumb. No, fuck it was just funny because the way you just went, incorrigible. <laughs> and also because this has been a running theme so far of us in words and words while reading this shit. That's true. And Kit says, I don't know what that means, but you're probably right. Kit kisses her back long and hard, hands f- fail- failing. Hands failing, no hands falling, to wrap over her shoulders while Jade's clutch tightly at her waist. I'll take the promised necklace, though. Kit grins once they separate. It'll be like a secret we share, that we know what's coming. I think of it, I'm thinking of it like this. It's like, that was Jade's proposal with the necklace. And one year from, from the, to the day, Kit gets to have her turn with the ring. And then they can actually, like, do the whole, like, fucking, you know, like, wedding shit. <laughs> I think everyone knows where our relationship is going, Kit. It'll be our secret anyway. Kit holds the jade stone up between them and they both kiss it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see some, some bitches do that. <laughs> I got that they're doing it at the same time where they were like, where's the like, Wait, why do you want to see them do it? Is that like a kid kiss? 
What the fuck is wrong with you? Because it just sounds funny. It sounds like at the same time, probably. They're just like, and it's like they didn't. There was no plan. They just like naturally were like, "Is this what we're doing right now?" They're like, they were just on the same. They're on the same wavelength. You're they, they are absolutely on the same wavelength. Get a room. A voice calls out from across the gym. Eric, we did, asshole. Kit yells back. Own this whole room, in fact. They separate then, for the most part. They keep their hands linked as they cross the room to greet Eric, dropping them only as more people arrive. Alora is next, along with some of their other college friends. Scorpia comes, though, without her boyfriend Borman, who couldn't get off work. I love that detail because in the last chapter, or one of the last chapters, they mentioned how Borman never met Kit before the accident. So that's like why he doesn't even recognize her when she yeah. comes into the gym later. And he's like, oh, have you been here before? So it's like the idea why that they, he was so close to meeting her, but then didn't. Yeah. Even Willow makes an appearance and makes Kit yearn for her father. Man, that crumb of a reference to Willow's existence. <laughs> <laughs> because, listen, I don't think he comes up again and, like, he's so neglected and, like, in Willow fix. Here's the thing. I feel like the ones that are, like, canon, in canon, canon compliant or canon divergent, I feel like less so, like, he play, at least plays the role of, like, helping them solve whatever weird, wacky, magical issue they're having in the, um actually usually not wacky usually just like devastating but like willow in like modern AUs, bro doesn't exist he's the titular character bro it's named after him and the gays took over the gays took over i'm sorry warwick i'm sorry you know what he's bitter for a reason and if you if you know you know i'm, I'm, refer- I'm referencing the fucking um they called it behind the magic was also taken off of disney plus but there was like a special that was like a little behind the scenes goofy little segment that they did for willow Anyway, most surprising is that Sorcia comes, only briefly and without fanfare or publicity. Jade thanks Eric quietly for strong-arming her into it, for Kit's sake. They spend the evening showing off their space and their sparring skills. Jade and Kit try not to stray too far from each other's side, but inevitably they are pulled in different directions more than once. But they always find each other, and every time Kit touches the stone that sits on her chest and smiles. Hmm, I think that was foreshadowing, once again. There was a bit of a double meaning happening there. So, next scene. We're in the present day, Armorium, two-year anniversary. Kit texts Jade. I can't wait to see you later. Jade replies, me too. The party should be two, three hours. Don't make plans for after. Oh, why is that? Kit replies. Because I'm planning on shattering a reality afterward, Jade thinks. But obviously, she can't send that. She can't tell Kit that she wants to remind her of Armorium's grand opening two years ago. Promise, Jade made. (laughs) She meant that, like, fucking her to oblivion. Oh, you thought it was sexual? Yeah. Bro, get your mind out of the gutter, bruv. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. I thought I thought that was obvious that she was talking about, like, she was going to, like... Sorry, anyway. you're calling me dumb again. She did shatter your reality, like... She has, she's living a false reality. I thought reality. she was just being, like, really dramatic. She's being really intense. She's like, I'm going to literally just imagine saying it to someone actually i'm gonna fuck you so hard i'm gonna shatter your reality <laughs> if someone said that to me i'd be like i'm actually what <laughs> she had the promise jade made she fingers the necklace that shouldn't be around her neck but should be around kits the necklace she gave her <gasps> i see i see <laughs> it was covered in blood when the paramedics handed it to her and she placed it around her own neck 
Oh, I love how that detail is just thrown in there. Like, that. like that's really intense. She wants to tell Kit about what she did a year ago today on the day Kit had promised to propose, but that'll come. She's going to start slow, introduce the idea that they knew each other before Kit's accident, that they'd been together. She'd spent the past few days coming up with a script, scratching each iteration until finally realizing that she should find a place to start. She could find a place to start, but until Kit reacted, she would have no idea where to go next. Jade replies, You'll have to wait and see. It's a good thing though, right? Kit says. Kit is less certain now than she ever was, needing more reassurance. Jade doesn't know if it's a good thing that she wants what she wants to say, and she doesn't want to lie to Kit. Ever since Kit's breakdown, she'd sworn to avoid lying unless forced to. Jade replies, I've been waiting to do this for a while, so I hope so. Kit might misconstrue her words, but she can't lie to her. And Kit just replies, yay, see you soon. With only an hour left before the party, Jade helps Scorpia set up the bar and food table while Borman finishes setting up their different exhibits showcasing their different training areas. So she's coming, Scorpia says, never one to beat around the bush. I'm going to tell her after the party. Is that a good idea? Yes, Jade sighs. No, I don't know, but I know that she needs to know. Not knowing has eaten away at her. She's a shell of her former self. Is anyone coming today who might spill the beans before you can? No, Jade insists. She's made sure of it. The only people invited are clients who don't know Kit. Us and Borman. And Eric and Alora. I didn't even have to uninvite those two. Kit asked me if they could come, and I said yes. And clearly we only have the before photo up. No other photos at all from before the accident. When's the last time you saw Alora? Scorpia asks. About a year ago. She texts me every once in a while. I'm honestly surprised she's coming at all. I think it's kind of weird that... Is that weird to you, or is that just me being weird right now? Like, that Jade and Delora just, like, stopped seeing each other because of this? Is that, like, a extra... Like, they're being really cautious somehow? Because she's still seeing Eric, so why wouldn't she see Alora? Yeah, like, they all had to erase her from their social medias, but why did... Like, yeah, the fact that they're not in each other's lives is weird. Yeah, unless they just, like... It's, like, all of a sudden they're triggering they, maybe each they other somehow. Maybe they just fell apart, yeah. Yeah. That's really weird. That's, because I guess that was like their tie to each other was, was through Kit. Kit. Yeah. Like the only reason why that Laura and Jade knew each other was because of Kit. So maybe that's a, there's like a weird thing there. I'd imagine with her PTSD, it must be hard. Oh, oh yeah. Well, she probably, she probably wouldn't want to come back to the gym where she witnessed that happen. <laughs> yeah, she texted me about it. She's meeting with her therapist this morning. She knows she has full 40 to Irish exit if she gets if it gets too much, and Eric and I will run interference with Kit. And Allison and I like, feel so sad for Alora. Like, she's dealing with PTSD about this shit. How do you think she's going to take it? I still don't even know exactly what she witnessed. You will soon enough. Like, uh... Scorp <laughs> slicing and dicing! <laughs> like, I, I literally keep imagining Kit literally being sliced, her skull being sliced in half, and she somehow <laughs> her skull sliced. That's what I keep like a sword coming down, just going, just slicing her down the middle. Damn. And yeah, if I were Laura, I'd probably. You'd have PTSD I, too. Yeah, like from the five-inch skull in your friends. My the five-inch hole. I keep saying five-inch skull. My reality would be shattered. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. Great. Okay. <laughs> do you think she? How do you think she's gonna take it? Scorpia asks, cracking open beers for herself and Jade. Kit, I have no idea. She answers honestly, because truly she doesn't. This is entirely new territory. Before the accident, Jade always had a good handle on how Kit would react to different situations, because nothing was ever totally new. But this, there was nothing comparable. In this Kit, she was different too. I think she's gonna flip her lid. Scorpia says, causing Jade to drop her jaw. 
I know you say that she's different now, but she's still that same little shit who nearly bit my head off when she heard I was questioning your business plan years ago. I think she'll come around once her two brain cells start rubbing together and she has time to process. But it takes her time, you know that. She trusts me. And when you tell her, she's going to ask herself why she ever did. Jade takes her beer from Scorpia and walks off, not wanting to hear anything else from her sister. Who's shitting your Fruit Loops? Borman asks as soon as she walks into into it says her vicinity, but I think it means his vicinity. Jade is ready to throw a retort her way when a bell ringing signals the opening of the front door. Now I'm confused about who's who. And despite everything, all the tension falls off of Jade in a wave as Kit walks in. She's wearing jeans and the armorium shirt that Jade gave her after the literacy event, and she's never looked more like her former self. Her hair falls messy, her face free of makeup, simply dressed. Jade has her arms wrapped around her before she even realizes that she's crossed the room. This Kit hugs. <laughs> Why? Kit hugs her tightly back. Jade briefly registers the fact that this might be the last time she holds Kit before revealing the truth. I know I'm early, Kit says, almost apologetically. It's the first time that this is the new Kit, not the old Kit. I was getting antsy just sitting around, and I didn't want my mom to find me and start asking questions. Jade had texted Sorsha that morning to let her know that she was telling Kit today. She hadn't taken it well, but she also promised not to interfere. Sorsha was a walking contradiction that Jade struggled to understand. She knows that Sorsha's own mother was more or less the devil incarnate, and not someone to model off. Maybe that's why it seemed like Sorsha oscillated between the caring woman who made sure to include Jade in all discussions of Kit's care early on, and the overbearing parent setting Kit up on dates with men, trying to mold her into someone she isn't. Complicated woman. <laughs> that's what Sorsha is. Nah, she's a bitch. Well, yeah. You, you think that bitches can't be complicated women? It's all she is. It's quite simple. They're just bitches. Like, nothing more, nothing less. Anyway, <laughs> I suddenly feel like a misogynist using the term bitch like that. Like, I feel like I should get my, I should have my card revoked. <laughs> Wait, why? Because you're using it on My bitch woman? card. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was using it to be, like, genuinely insulting, I guess. You know what I mean? Anyway. I guess that's... Um... Do you want something to drink? Jade asks. She takes Kit's hand in hers, leading her to the bar and purposefully avoiding Scorpia's pointed looks. She only drops Kit's hand after she asks for a beer. It isn't long before the gym starts to fill with regulars and former clients who got the email about the free food and the booze. So one of the former clients just like immediately walks up to Kit and is like, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. What the hell is going on, girl? Like, what, what happened to the co-owner? Like... When Eric and Alora arrive, Jade notes that actually I'm going to pause again for a second because that would that would actually be so funny. Like if that was how she hit the fan, because, you know, Scorpio's like, well, is anyone going to like spill the beans before you? You know, it's kind of like, oh, like what if that, you know, like, you know, what that happen, guys? And Jade's like, oh, no, nothing to worry about. But it ends up just being a former client who remembers Kit, who fucks it up. Mariah is literally rocking back and forth. And <laughs> she's not OK. Do we need to pause? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting concerned. We're, are we having fun? Is this episode funny? We will. I only, keep. I keep saying. I'm we like. We will only pause if it turns out that I literally am giving birth. If a baby starts coming out of me, then yeah, sure, we can pause. If this is a new episode of the hit TV show. I didn't know I was pregnant. If, yeah, this is suddenly a cryptic pregnancy coming to fruition. <laughs> 
then sure, go grab Jay and, and we'll do a home birth. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> and we'll keep recording the whole time. <laughs> I'm just gonna rock, like, it's fine. That would be iconic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> birth on the podcast. When, <laughs> we just use it as like clickbait and shit. We she go, gave we go, birth. Okay, we go you viral. Won't believe what she named her. <laughs> <laughs> you named your baby, please. I have no job. <laughs> you won't believe the name of this baby. <laughs> You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> and how are we to call our baby? <laughs> okay, wait, what's going on? Uh, I said, when Eric and Alora arrive, Jade notes the way Alora avoids the entire back half of the gym, not even sparing a glance in that direction. She doesn't blame her. Jade pushes away the memory of pain shooting through her knees as she scrubbed Kit's blood out of the mat, spending hours bent over, the movement methodical. I feel like I've been trauma dumped on, like... <laughs> There wasn't anybody else who could have done that. So actually, wait, we should have trigger warnings. <laughs> wait, there's so much blood. That's what I'm saying. She had to have a slice in half. Well, obviously some slicing was happening. Yes, if there's blood. She, her skull was sliced in half in the... <laughs> yes, her skull was in fact sliced in half. And Spoiler alert. The only reason why she survived would be, is because Willow was her doctor. Because Willow used magic. He was her. No, because Alora, the Empress of the Nine Realms. She re that's how she realized. You said she had blonde hair before. Mm -hmm. Now she has red hair. Mm -hmm. She realized because she saved Kit by, like, she was like, "What's this magic I'm doing?" That's when her hair turned. It was it was the process of saving Kit that turned her hair red. And now she has PTSD because... Just like in the show. So, Chris, you're a fucking genius. Just like the goddamn show. She saved Kit's life and became a Laura Dannon. <laughs> was she not? She wasn't a Laura before. <laughs> Kit wakes up... Kit, like, she's like, why is your name a Laura now? <laughs> Who the fuck is a Laura? I thought you were Brunhilda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So, cutting from that traumatic memory of Jay cleaning blood. This is my best friend from college, Alora, and my brother, Eric. Kit introduces them. Help me. <laughs> hey, Jade grins. She very purposefully doesn't say, it's nice to meet you. Mariah's bite. She's biting me? What's going on? Get away from me. I'm in pain. Go have your period cramps elsewhere. If you're going to act <laughs> like that, if you're going to become violent, it's time to go take up camp a mile away. <laughs> wow. Like they did in back ancient Israel. Back in the Israel. biblical times. Oh. Yeah. Back in biblical. <laughs> I need you to get away from me. Biblically. <laughs> okay. God Next have mercy scene. on me. I Once again, would, should should we be recording? I think right I now? would rather be sliced in half than experience. <laughs> do you don't you, wait? I can't wait, wait, wait. I take that back. I do not want to be sliced in half. Once again, she's scared of manifesting the no, wrong thing. What are you saying, Mariah? We're not. Do you not own a heating pad? <laughs> that is crack in your voice. I do, but nothing helps me. <laughs> the heartbreak I'm experiencing. I have to take this raw. I have to take it take raw. Take it raw? I thought you were about to say, like, I this is the cross I have to bear. I can't take pain meds. I can't do anything. It is the cross <laughs> I have to bear. Okay? And, but and, she said I have to and, take this raw. And if they can't handle listening to me be in pain, then I don't know. Just pretend like it's all you agonizing over Tanthamore angst. Okay. You want me to fake? Cut scene. Cut scene. Ooh! It says two... <laughs> <laughs> I'm having so dry. I, I literally can't finish this because she's giving birth. Okay, so if this all led up to me giving birth, that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, we established that. That Listen. would be so embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going back in time again, two years ago. <laughs> back to the grand opening. 
It feels like it takes forever for their friends to leave the grand opening party. In the end, Kit ends up literally pushing Alora and Eric out the door. I'm gonna guess right now. I'm gonna go on the limb. They're feeling horny. Yeah, because I was gonna say, why would those are your friends? You think you'd be like, all right, we're gonna have Hang a slumber party, but she was no. Yeah. <laughs> Time for the slumber. Something party. else on the mind, and it may involve um, a couple of dusts. Yes. Yeah. Laura yeah, goes. We should, we could we could keep going. Elora insists. Shots on me, somewhere fun. We could splurge and go to Baccarat, Eric adds. Baccarat on Mr. Tantalos, because I am a mere pastry chef. As nice as that sounds, Jade starts before Kit interrupts. Please leave. Jade and I have our own plans for celebrating, and they involve less booze and fewer clothes. And so she's just literally straight up telling them, like, we're she's, trying to, ha- we're trying that. to fuck. Okay, we get it. Alora and Eric exclaim in unison, covering their ears as they walk out the door. Kit twists the lock on the door and turns to face her girlfriend. So, down here, our office, or upstairs. <laughs> She's gonna be like, all three. No, upstairs, Jade says, come on. They practically sprint to the door in the back of the gym that led to the spiral stairs up to their apartment. <laughs> Hello, a green gecko. <laughs> all, all, all of a sudden, they're being harassed by the green gecko. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. The rate this is going for me right now, we're about to be a, a news article. Woman gives birth while reading the fanfic podcast. <laughs> Woman gives birth while recording gay fanfic podcast. It's like it reads like a fucking like keyword clickbait. And then you know? everyone's gonna be like, name the baby Willow. Name the baby baby Kit. You. Name the baby Jade. Name the baby Tantham. I vote for Brunhilda. Name the baby. Name the baby. And you're like, no, I will not give my baby a name. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the dumbest joke I've made so far. And I've made some pretty big stinkers. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Here we go. They're sprinting upstairs to fuck. (laughs) Jade unzips her jacket when she steps onto the fifth step. Kit on the third. They pause on the tenth. Oh, Kit's a little bit more. I love the detail of what step they're on. That's what it's. Let us know. She's like the first finger enters. (laughs) (laughs) Before they even reach the last step. Shit fell. Shit fell. I spilled water. <laughs> They're like, before they even step on the last... We need a towel. Hurry. <laughs> no, I don't care. Jane, call an ambulance. <laughs> Please. They're like, before... You don't care. There's literally a puddle of water on your nice rod. I don't care. Listen. <laughs> I, there's worse... I care. There's more important things like this freaking fin- fanfic and my labor contractions. <laughs> Stop listening to me right the fuck now. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> She's gonna be like... Before they even reach the last step, they're already in full oral. <laughs> full? Did you just say full oral? They're in full oral. <laughs> they're already participating in kind of, how do you say that word? Cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. <laughs> no, oh, she's my like, God. no, she's like, before they reach the last chair. step, they're already... 69. They're tripping. Listen, guys, (laughs) I mentioned in... Was that episode three? Yeah, episode three, we were joking about scissoring, and I was like, oh, what's the actual term for scissoring? Like, people are trying to, like, rebrand it, and I couldn't remember. It's tripping. I figured it out. And by figured it out, I mean, like, I Googled it, finally. Um, It's tripping. That's what I was thinking of for my next joke. (laughs) I feel like... For my next joke, they're going to be... Yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, because... 
we're always I noticed like we genuinely are having the best time during these scenes. Like we were we were the most worried about reading these the, the, the sexy scenes. I was never They are the most fun to read. Oh my god. Like actually the next one we should read should be just literally them having sex I deserve show. praise for doing this. <laughs> because it's so funny. Over basically contractions. <laughs> well technically period cramps are like mini contractions. Yeah. That's a fact. They're just preparing you for the hell that is to come. Which is why... Anyway. What were you going to say? Which is why what? Hmm? I have no... I, I genuinely don't know. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. It was going to be some Wait, dumb what, comment what? about, like, the poor people of this world who can't have kids, never going to have kids, but they still have to suffer through all these things as a result of having a uterus, you know what I mean? And you can't get it removed unless some yeah. man says... Off. Sure. I won't put any babies in her, so just take it away. Lesbians do not exist. You heard it here first. <sighs> God. Anyway, so let's find out what they do what they, what they do on the next step. Okay. Wait, but I'm just saying the third step versus fifth step thing, I feel like it's key here. Like, she's letting us know that Kit's a little more impatient than Jake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also the Kit's curtains are red. Why? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what curtains? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm making you know that joke about the English teacher being like, oh the yeah, the blue curtains cur- being yeah, red or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Are important or blue. I know what you're talking about. Okay, my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay, they pause on the tenth when Kit pulls at Jade's hand, forcing her into a searing kiss that elicits a growl of a moan. Kit tugs on the hem of her. So don't ever do that ever again. <laughs> don't. Kit tugs on the hem of her shirt. It was funny. Why would you feel bad and embarrassed? It's part of the gag. The bit. Okay? You're just embarrassing me. <laughs> I'm trying to have fun. This is why siblings can't do a podcast together. <laughs> anyway, Kit tugs on the hem of her shirt. <laughs> and it's off a moment later, flung over the banister to be collected at a later date. It's a good thing the door to the apartment isn't locked because neither Kit nor Jade would have been able to pause their pong at each other long enough to use the key. The moment they enter the apartment, Jade pushes the door closed with Kit's body, pinning her against it. Too many layers, Jade says, punctuating each word with a kiss to Kit's jaw, neck, and collarbone. I wonder what else. So. Oh, oh, why did I yell that? Yeah. Off! Off with it! <laughs> Get your clothes off! Okay. <laughs> off with your clothes. <laughs> Imagine, yeah, Kit, Kit as a royal of the court in the, in the actual show. Just imagine her being like, off with your clothes. And, and Jade's like, I'm actually not into this roleplay. Please stop. <laughs> no, she'd be like, shut up, princess. Yes, my princess. <laughs> she'd be like, please, your majesty. <laughs> May I take off my clothes? <laughs> please. Okay. Let's see. Kit quickly lifted her shirt over her head, quickly followed by her sports bra. At effort, Jade mimicked herself before bringing their bare chests together. I do subscribe to the reality oh my where God. Kit, Kit only wears sports bras. Like, she basically Wait, only owns sports bras because that was me. You're acting like they didn't just say their titties were, like, titty on titty? Like... <laughs> Yeah, that tends to be how things go. Titty on titty action is pretty common, yeah. (laughs) 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 When you both have titties. (laughs) Necklace falling in the valley between their breasts, nipples brushing hard against one another as Jade kisses Kit, immediately deepening the kiss and swallowing a moan that came from one of them. I love it when they, I love it when they're swallowing moans. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's just something. She's not. Sh- <laughs> Shut up! I need to stop today. I need to stop. She's not sure who. Maybe both. She doesn't know which one she's swallowing. 
Jade's Jade spreads get out, please. Please, Lord have mercy. Jade spreads Kit's legs with her foot, then presses her th her thigh against her. This time she knows it's Kit who moans and mutters under her breath, fuck. Jade presses upward, and she really should have known better because a moment later, Kit pushes Jade off of her hands, falling to the waistband of Jade's joggers. She pushes them down to the ground along with her panties. <laughs> panties. I love how, like, actually a lot of their flashbacks so far have just been like, and here is Kit and Jade when they were having sex. <laughs> you know? Obviously, it's way more to it than that, but <laughs> I love it. Jade, wait, wait, am I going back to the beginning of that paragraph? Because you want to read it again. No. Because <laughs> you want to read it. <laughs> the part when Jade spreads her legs. Kit's small, cold hands plant firmly on Jade's bare hips, guiding her backward. Jade steps out of where her pants have pulled at her ankles, trusting Kit to guide her around the couch and coffee table. They cross the threshold to their bedroom, eyes locked and pupils blown. Jade feels the back of her legs hit the edge of her bed. Of the bed. Who knows whose bed? I'm just kidding. There, Ben. And Kit's hands fall from her hips to her bare ass, lifting her up onto the comforter. As Jade scoots back onto the bed, Kit quickly sheds the remaining clothing she's wearing. She jumps onto the bed, causing Jade's legs to bounce, and they both let out a giggle. <laughs> Come here, Jade says. She pulls Kit in, arms around her neck. They press the full, body, the full weight of their bodies together and fall into a long, languid kiss kissing at that moment simply for the feeling of their closeness as she is won't to do kit's hands reach out for more to touch more always needing more of jade she drags her fingers up a freckled waist cupping one of jade's before running a thumb over her jade's hit buck in, in response that's taking me back to the last chapter not the last chapter the chapter before last when we were dying because of the which in turn causes kit to grind down <laughs> What? <laughs> you, did you not listen to episode three? No. That had no, me when I re-listened to it, like or listened back to it or whatever. Like that had me dying, which in turn <laughs> causes Kit to grind Wait, down. I did all the editing for the episode, you just asked me if I listened to it. Yeah, that's so true. Call me out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, once again, people are just—they can't keep still. <laughs> <laughs> They're t oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wait, they're having sex? <laughs> Ryan's like, when did that happen? When did that start? <laughs> um, which step did that start? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling a little sensitive today, Kit asks, barely moving her lips away from the other girls. Then, oh. Jade's response to her taunting comes <laughs> in the form oh. of a sing- that, I know, that's just what it says. Um, Jade's response to her taunting comes in the form of a single- Through her what? I could ask the same of you. Sorry, where'd her finger go? <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're like, what what are they, what are they talking about? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> what what's going on? What is, is that? It's a little confusing. Apparently they're like touching each other a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Mom, what is I'm this? I'm thinking potentially that it might be a little bit homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> potentially. This could potentially be homosexual in nature. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even lesbian for being specific. So I think if I'm reading this correctly, what happened there is that like kit tried to tease jade and then jade got her got her back she got her so good because she slipped her finger in her 
Yeah. No! <laughs> and, and they're so like being silly and pranking each other. <laughs> yeah, they're like pranking. Yeah, they're, she said, gotcha. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? My finger is literally in your <laughs> You can't get away. I'm, I'm, she's like, I grabbed you by your She's going to, in turn, grind down. <laughs> That's what Kit's about to do. She's going to grind down in turn. But no, yeah, so like Kit, I guess Kit was going, oh, because she was like, all of a sudden, that's, I do apologize. I do. And I do. <laughs> the way so, this story, hold on. This episode started out so low energy, and now I literally feel like we're being so annoying. I know, we got like too, we got a little too crazy now. I feel like it's like, the I'm like overcompensating, try, trying to distract my mind from the pain I'm in, physically. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying not to fall asleep. <laughs> so yeah, and then Jay goes, I can ask the same of you. Oh my god. Oh my god, here comes a puppy! Hi, baby! Oh! Hi! Oh! Okay! <laughs> she knocked my glasses off. Alright, calm down, honey. I don't want to continue reading. <laughs> I don't want to read that next line. <laughs> Not with Jay standing right there and the dog ready to attack. Oh, Jay can handle it. Jay can handle it. Come on, say you it. You walked in at the wrong actually, time. Actually, I want to see Jay's reaction. Come on, say it. <laughs> he so, said, speak your truth. I could ask the same of you. <laughs> that wasn't, nothing happened. Jay continues her teasing, circling Kit's <laughs> then back through, <laughs> then back through her <laughs> slowly, almost lazily. <laughs> the way that was a jump scare for Jay because he had no contact. That's why I didn't want to read it. <laughs> he said, yeah. hey, We were just laughing so hard at this scene. Jay, I can't wait till you get to hear that. Oh my god. Almost lazily, I love that. Two can play at that game, kid thinks. When they're competitive, even in sex. <laughs> she has the advantage <laughs> sitting on top of the redhead. More often than not, Jay took control when they but every once in a while, they fought for it like they are now. It was a game to them, not dissimilar to the way that they sparred. A give and take. <laughs> Reading the other's cues and playing off them to their advantage. Kit loses her advantage the moment she thinks too hard about her next move, her back hitting the soft mattress as Jade flips them and pins Kit's arms above her head with one hand. Jade is stronger than Kit, and in this position, Jade has all but one. They both know it. And that's when the teasing stops. No more language fingers trailing through wet, seriously wet. I love, she really had to say seriously wet. She When Kit's hips keen upward, Jade attempts to Hands already occupied. All this does is cause Jade, stop walking into the room. Feeling how As she settles above her thigh, Jade's fingers At the same moment, she brushes her and presses a hot kiss to her neck that they both know will leave a nasty mark. Nasty, nasty, nasty. She keeps her fingers... I added that. That was my ad lib. She keeps her fingers thrumming at a steady pace. When she feels kids start to... She against her thigh, setting the brunette over the edge. <laughs> she slows her rhythm just slightly, allowing Kit to... She lets go of Kit's hands, one of which immediately reaches down to grab the wrist of Jade's hand that is still... This is just disgusting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you think, Miss Aqua? Can you guys hear her? <laughs> she thinks. Oh, she's just so cute. <laughs>
things got a little too crazy there, uh, and the dog came running in. Shit got a little crazy. So we're not, I, we're not even going to finish that scene. I think y'all got the idea. Things got really steamy. If you want to read the rest about them fucking each other, I go go right ahead. Chapter five, AO three, Armorium. <laughs> <laughs> Get on there. Also, hey, DM, DM me. I'll send you the link. <laughs> we might we might do that sometimes, but uh, yeah, it got a little crazy. We're cutting ahead. Like beep, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> beep. beep. That's the that's the tone. Next scene. Where are you going? Kit pouts as Jade rolls off of off the bed. The thin sheet that had just barely covered their bare, sweat-slicked skin falling off the bed as she does. She grabs hold of Jade's wrist, pulling her back onto the bed. Round two already, Jade asks, settling, settling herself Imagine on Kit's lap. Imagine she jumps right back into sex. We're like, damn. Strad- um, five straddling her. I lost oh, count, wait. but I'm pretty sure we're on at least three, maybe four. Kate cups Jade's freckled chin and pulls her close until their mouths brush with each breath they take. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. The word send sparks across their lips. <laughs> Mariah literally, right before I read the line, I was about to read that line where she says, I love you. Mariah whispered, I hate you to me. <laughs> I cannot believe this. That is amazing. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Jade echoes. Her hand drops to thumb the necklace that hangs from Kit's neck between them, the only thing either of them is wearing. (laughs) I have an idea, Kit says. She gently pushes Jade off of her so that she can sit up. This time it's Jade's turn to pout, but Kit is back in an instant. She snuggles into Jade's side, holding out the phone that she just grabbed from her nightstand. She opens the camera app and presses record, their faces and bare shoulders filling the screen. What are you doing? Jade asks with a laugh. And Kit's like, filming the video that's going to come up later and be important in the plot after I lose my memory of you. <laughs> she shifts and Kit adjusts the camera. Gotta keep this PG. You might want to share this video with our grandkids one day. Skipping right to grandkids. Yeah, well, I'm in for the grandkids. You know I'm a little iffy on the kids part. You know that's not how that... Hush. Kit plants an open mouth kiss on the other girl's lips to keep her quiet. I wanted to save this for posterity. This moment. What moment is that? The happiest I've ever been. We opened our gym, and I get to come home to us, and the promises we've made. You're getting sappy, Kit. The redhead's words are teasing, but her expression is anything but. Even in profile, the video can capture the look of absolute love and adoration displayed across freckled skin. Then, quieter, huskier. Me too. Kit's next words are an echo of the ones that Jade shared earlier that day, and they sweep the air from Jade's lungs. You have me, fully, completely, irrevocably, and forever, and I cannot wait to be your wife. Wow, how devastating. And now we're back to the present, the two-year anniversary, where they're reunited, but Kit does not remember. I can't remember what it was like to not be in pain. (laughs) (laughs) Kit is giddy with excitement as she introduces Jade to Alora and Eric. She wants them all to like each other. She wants Alora and Eric to be proud of her for moving on with her life, finding something in someone that isn't tinged with the black cloud of her accident. They find an easy rhythm, the four of them. They laugh when Eric tells them a story about the one time she tried to do anything that required hand-eye coordination. He tried out for the lacrosse team in their freshman year of high school and ended up with a concussion while shooting a goal on goal. His feet had just kept going, and he'd full-on run into the metal bar of the net. I thought men's lacrosse wore helmets, Jade said. He was messing around before tryouts even started, Kit laughed. He wasn't wearing his helmet. There wasn't even a goalie in the net. As if you're any better, Eric scoffed. I never played lacrosse. She's pretty good with the sword, though, Jade said. 
Kit looked up at the girl with an adoring smile she saw mirrored back at her, and her heart did a somersault all the way down to her stomach. Ever since the literacy event, she'd caught Jade looking at her that way on multiple occasions, enamored. It was almost as if Jade was looking at her like the finest piece of art ever painted. Kit was torn between wanting to bask in what felt like love, but surely couldn't be, not yet, and wanting to hide the w away, knowing she didn't deserve that. Let's see if you're any better with knife throwing, Jade says, leading their small group over to the knife throwing lane. She hands Eric a shuriken, a sight that would terrify an eight-year-old Kit, maybe 25-year-old Kit as well, and shows him how best to hold it. Jade, do you know where the extra lanyards are? Foreman asks, coming over to them. Yeah, in my office. I can go grab them, Jade says. I got it, Kit pipes up. I helped you sort them. I know where they are, and I don't trust Eric with a knife while we wait for you. You sure? Totally. Thanks, babe, Jade says. She leans over and presses a kiss to Kit's cheek. Kit's pretty sure she immediately flares pink. She quickly turns away before Eric can catch a sight of her blush and start to rib her endlessly. It's quieter in Jade's office where voices and music filter in at a muted tone. She tries to remember which drawer Jade had put the lanyards in. Kit had helped sort the various different merchandise and had passed it in piles to Jade, who had tucked everything in different drawers. The first drawer Kit opens reveals the keychains, the second, phone cases. She closes the second drawer. Phone cases? <laughs> what the hell, dude? Do you want me to reread that paragraph? No. The first drawer opens. <laughs> the first drawer opens, reveals the keychains, the second, phone cases. She closes the second drawer. Phone cases? She didn't remember that. She opens the drawer again, only to realize that it's just one phone case. It's back with the, or it's black with the Armorium logo. Then in big block letters, Kit. What the? Kit mutters to herself. She picks up the case, only to realize that it's not just a case. It's a phone, and it's dead. She fumbles about until she finds a phone charger and plugs it in. It takes a minute, but finally there's enough charge to turn it on. Kit drops the phone to the floor the second she sees the phone's background glowing behind the clock. It's a photo she's never seen before. It's a photo of her in graduation robes, grinning like a crazy person, and Jade, gym owner, subject of her crush, Jade, kissing her cheek. Kit steadies herself against the wall, slowly dropping to the floor. Her hands shake as she picks back up the phone. Her face unlocks it. For a long moment, she just stares at the home screen. She doesn't know what to click on first. Instinctively, she clicks on Instagram first. She toggles to the, to the account screen. The account belongs to at KitKatTitTat, but the name attached to it is simply Kit, smiley face. The bio reads, Armorium Specialty Gym Cone Owner. The profile photo is definitely her. She scrolls through the feed. The owner of the account. Her, she realizes, isn't a frequent poster. Only about a post a month, if that. Her content is consistent, though. Photos of sparring, swords, Eric, Laura, and Jade. The most recent post was over a year ago, but in the photos leading up to the last post, Jade is in nearly every photo, going back five years. Five years. I thought they deleted everything on her socials. Well, they, she, they said her phone went missing or whatever. I guess Jade kept it. Yeah, they kept her phone all this time. Uh, Probably hoping to give her back to her someday, sense. you know, yeah. but like, oh my god. Her hands start to shake again. Also, they, they mentioned um, in an earlier chapter as well, or she mentioned, the author, that the Instagram account, that one was like an older private one that Sorsha did not know about. So they were able to hide it from her and not delete it. Oh, like, right. I remember, yeah. Yeah. The screen blurs and it takes Kit a minute to realize that it's because she's crying. Hot, heavy tears fill her eyes and fall silently down her warming cheeks. She switches to her messages. The most recent messages are a handful of unopened messages from people whose names sound vaguely familiar. Friends from college. Then she gets, gets to her message chains with Eric and Alora and Jade. 
She clicks Jade's name, and the screen fills with their last exchange, dated the day of the accident. Do you have your lesson with Laura today? Yeah, one hour sparring. Wanna go out for lunch after? You treating? Yes, but technically so are you. The true drawback of sharing a credit card. Sushi? Perfect. Love you. Love you. I probably should have said who, who, who was talking at any point there. I didn't. <laughs> Jade was the one asking if she had a lesson with Laura. Once again, y'all get on Archive of Our Own and read it for yourself. You know, you'll be less confused. <laughs> Kit roughly brushes the tears off her face with the back of her hand. It doesn't help us much as the tears keep flowing. She opens the phone app next and sees a red dot next to voicemail. There are at least a dozen unopened voicemails waiting, all from Jade. She picks one at random and clicks on it. Jade's voice plays over the tinny speaker, quiet and broken sounding. I miss you. I just needed to hear. Her sentence is cut off by a sob and the click of a call ending. Kate can't bring herself to listen to another. She switches to the photos app. Instead of blindly scrolling through though, she thumbs to the favorites album. There's only one thing in there though, a video. She presses play. She and Jade fill the screen. Though Kit can't see more than the tops of their shoulders, it's clear that they're naked, in bed, hair tousled in a way that screams sex. <laughs> she wants to throw up, but she can't tear her eyes away. She opens the camera app and presses record, their faces and bare shoulders filling the screen. Her heart races as she watches the two girls on the screen curl together, obvious comfort and familiarity between them as they talk about grandkids and kids. She watches herself, herself of two years ago to the day, based on the day at the top of the screen, say, you have me, fully, completely, irrevocably, and forever, and I cannot wait to be your wife. She clicks the screen lock, and her tears dry. She wipes away any remnants, though knows it'll be obvious she was crying. Kit shoves the phone with the black case into her back left pocket, her back right pocket already holding the one with the lavender case that her mother bought her. Her mother. She hid her life from her. Eric knew. He was in half the photos with Jade. He hid her life from her. Alora knew. She was in just as many. She hid her life from her. And Jade. Jade allowed it to happen, all to happen, who abandoned her for a full year. If Kit hadn't found Armorium, would Jade have completely forgotten about her, left her in her new life without a second thought? Kit had mentally filled in the missing five years of her life. She'd assumed she'd coasted through college, then spent the next two, year, two and a half years working at an irrelevant job she hated behind the desk. Something like Eric did. Marketing, maybe. Or even for her mother. She had been curious about the five missing years of her life, but she'd been more curious about the accident because she'd assumed her day-to-day -day really hadn't been that special at all. But that wasn't true. Kit hadn't just lost five years of memory, she'd lost her life. In all the ways that mattered. She'd been a co-owner of Armorium, she'd built something worthwhile, something she loved. She'd lost love. Every form of it. Jade. <laughs> Kit stood and stormed out of the office. Here it comes, guys! Here it comes! Shit's in the van! This is insane! She brushed past Borman, who took one look at her and seemed to instantly know. <laughs> His eyes started a frantic search for Scorpion. He's like, shit, damage control, damage control! Because he had to have known the whole time as well. And Scorpia. And every goddamn person in her life. They hadn't just been handling her with kid gloves, they'd truly been treating her like a child who wasn't to be trusted with the truth. Across the room, Kit sees Jade talking animatedly with Eric, Alora, and Graydon. When did Graydon get here? They chat like old friends. Because they are, aren't they? Jade, Alora, and Eric, anyway. They're probably right now laughing at Kit's naivety, how stupidly she shared with them her schoolgirl crush on Jade. She remembers how excited she'd been only hours ago to see Jade. Now, now she doesn't know what she feels when she looks at the girl with a constellation of freckles across her face. She pulls the phone with the black case out of her pocket. Jade, Alora, and Eric all turn to look at her as she approaches them. 
The necklace hanging from Jay's neck swings with her sudden movement. Kit had been wearing that necklace in the video. She'd been wearing that necklace and nothing else. Ooh. She pulls up the video and faces it toward Jade. She'll give her one chance to answer the question, to fix it. Not that Kit has any idea what answer would fix it. Who am I to you, Kit demands. And shit, the tears are back. <laughs> Fuck, Eric and Alora say together. But Kit will deal with them later. Now she only has eyes for the redhead in front of her. Everything, Jade whispers, barely audible. <laughs> Kit wants it to be the answer she's looking for, but it's not. Nothing would have been, she realizes. Sobs are threatening to bubble over. If she opens her mouth, they'll fall out of her. So she doesn't say anything. She turns and she runs. She runs fast enough that it takes them a moment to register what she's done. Hold on a second. This <laughs> is traumatic. This is traumatic, but also I can never take it seriously when it's like, they run away. Like, <laughs> I, we always, we joked about that so fucking hard growing up. Like when we make, you know, you get on fucking iMovie with your friends and you make silly parodies and so many of them would be like slow-mo clips of someone running out of the room dramatically. Or like we had one friend growing up who we would like play these games together, like, We'd be, like, creating these storylines that'd be very serious, you know? I'd be, like, superheroes, but, like, we did a storyline once where it was, like, I think I... No, she was supposed to be the villain, but also my ex-best friend. Very Spider-Man storyline, right? <laughs> I was a superhero, and she was the person turned villain. And it turned out she, she found out that I supposedly killed her dad, but it was, like, a misunderstanding... Again, it's, like, very much, like, Spider-Man and, like, Harry and, like, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Honestly, I don't think movies. any of that even happened. I think she just started accusing me of killing her dad. <laughs> she just came up with that on her own and was like, you killed my father! No, I think we came up with it together, but then, like, she, like, really kind of ran with it and got really intense about it and would not break character. So, we're, like, in our backyard doing this. She ran away from me out of our backyard. She doesn't live anywhere near here, okay? Out of our backyard. Down the street. Just just aimlessly running away from our house and we had to chase her like actually screaming her name like oh it's just a game like stop come back where are you going where are you going she made it just she made us chase her around actually like acting upset like she was about to start crying because i killed her dad <laughs> why am i telling this story right now it's just so funny and that's like kind of what i think of whenever something like this happens now and i'm reading it, it's like you killed my father and they run away upset. <laughs> Obviously, she's not accusing Jade of killing her father, but... The drama of it all. She doesn't say anything. She turns and runs. She runs fast enough that it takes them a moment to register what she's done. Kid is outside in an instant, sprinting across the street and into an alleyway, outside of the building marked with nothing other than the number 650. She returns the black case phone to her pocket and pulls out the lavender one. She opens Instagram and types out a story, presses posts, then tosses the phone into the nearest trash can. She exits the, exits the alleyway. Damn, she's blowing shit up. Across the street, Kit sees a mess of curly red hair turning this way and that, looking for her. Eric, Alora, Graydon, Borman, and Scorpia aren't far behind. Kit launches an arm out into the street, and a cab pulls up in front of her. She yanks the door open, and that's when she makes eye contact with Jade. She holds it there for a minute, letting Jade see the emotion she knows is plainly visible. The hurt. The betrayal. She slides in and closes the door behind her. Where to? The cabbie asks. JFK. And that's the end. And <laughs> I'll the note, the, note, the note at the end, too. So, yeah, events happened. <laughs> I did not expect all that. <laughs> you didn't expect shit to hit the fan? Just, just not quite yet? I guess so. Whew. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Or are you just in too much pain? Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Mariah's just in too much pain. So that yeah, that was an eventful chapter. There was um, there was lots of sex. <laughs> no, well maybe not lots of sex, but there was sex, and there was shit hitting the fan, shit hitting the fan and exploding everywhere. <laughs> there was guts. Guts. There were <laughs> there were guts. There was Mariah coming to the conclusion that her skull was sliced in half. There was me realizing that Alora has PTSD and feeling bad for her. What a journey we went it's on. A, it is, it's, this is the chapter that really, I think, like, if you weren't hooked before, damn, I'm hooked now. Like, I really want to see the way that drama blows up. You want to see how Kit starts to process, like, absolute lie of the last year of her life. And the five years before that, she can't remember. And I love how it, that is, like, the messiest way that she could have found out, like, literally looking through a phone. Can you imagine how fucking weird that would be to like find an old phone you didn't know existed and you're seeing like pictures and videos and yourself posts that you made on social media from years ago and you don't recognize it, you don't remember it. You're like, oh, that's clearly me. That's me in the picture. And I'm with this person that I like don't really remember or like thought I just met, right? And they're just in these pictures with you, kissing you. You're naked in bed together on the video. I would feel very scared. Talking. She literally is like, can't wait to be your wife, huh? I would be running away. Yeah. And she, and, I, and I she would did. do exactly what she did. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. And that's why I, I mean, yeah, of course, she, if she was looking for the right response, Jade responding to that question with everything was probably actually the exact wrong response at that moment. <laughs> I don't know. There was no right response, obviously, but like that was like that's a lot. That's a lot for a bitch to process. Mariah is having a whole breakdown over here because of her period cramps. I'm gonna apologize on her behalf for lack of contribution right now. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. So conclusion thoughts. As usual. Shout out to the Save Willow campaign. If you aren't yet, go follow Save Willow 2022 at Save Willow 2022 on Twitter. They just crossed over 600 followers last I checked. I think we're going to get them to 1,000 pretty quick in a week, maybe. Like, they're going at a pretty good rate. If you aren't following them, follow them. Go to their link tree. Watch Willow if you need to watch Willow. It's on there. Oh, here's my official thank you to them because they did, in fact, end up putting a link to our podcast on the website with like a nice comma and everything. So thank you. That was so sweet. And we really are having a lot of fun with this so far. We're kind of, you know, amateurs figuring this out as we go. And it's a little bit messy, but we're having fun. So I'm kind of doing this outro part on my own because Mariah's like incapacitated. She's like out of commission, injured on the battlefield. So yeah, if you want to follow us, go follow us at Please I Have No Job on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok now apparently as well. And our other socials, like our personal socials, are links there as well. Give us feedback. You can also email us at please I have no job at gmail.com. That's the full word, please. P-L-E-A-Z. I mean S-E, not 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 Z. <laughs> I know how to spell. And we also have, like, on Twitter right now, we have that, I think where I mentioned earlier, actually, that Google form. You can send some stories in that we can respond, like, read and respond to. If you want to send us an email, just let us know any thoughts, feedback, or even better, even better, guys. Here's an idea. Leave us a review, bitches. 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Are, those, are we on any, any other podcasting platforms, or is, those, is it just those two right now? Uh, Red Circle will tell you. There's a couple others I think we're on. That red circle link. Okay. Automatically. Yeah. So we're on a couple different, or a couple different ones. Whatever, wherever you're listening to us at, leave us a review. Be nice. And then come hang out with us on Twitter because I'm lonely and I love you guys. So, man, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else important we should? Mm-hmm. should... <laughs> Toodles. No, stop. Stop it. Stop. Toodles. No, shut up. Toodles. And if you hate us now, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Toodles. Fuck this bitch. What? It's not my fault. I'm excruciating pain. I'm taking your dog. I'm taking your dog. She's mine now. You can't have her. She's mine. I found her first. Yeah. I'm taking credit, Miss Uncle. I can give you this home. Mm-hmm. I sent them your picture. And yeah, come hang out with us on Twitter and help us save Willow. Help us save Willow and tell us what we should do next because we're open to, we're open to suggestions. Why are you talking? Anyway, yeah, go hang out with us on Twitter. Help us save Willow, all right? Just help us. Just help brother out, you know? I'm going to be on there every fucking day. I'll be real. So, signing off now. Toodles. Toodles.